Right, ready? Are we on? Are we on? Yeah, I told one. You that we're live. Okay, guys, one, two, three. We starting. We are live, Mike. Absolutely. Well, okay, welcome back to the the new episode of IFTV. We are again uh, in the um, the dungeon of Brooklyn <laughs> over here, <laughs> Brooklyn, New York, actually, because we have so many br different Brooklyn. I find out. Are that I, I, yeah, I, I, that was. I thought it was only Brooklyn, New York, but we have a lot more Brooklyn. Like you know where? The Brooklyn gum. I never heard of it. Uh, I don't know. What's another are, Brooklyn? If you're from Brooklyn. a different Brooklyn than New York, please text us. Yeah. There is an like Anto. Anto's a lot. Is there another Brooklyn? No. Oh, yeah. There's a Venice. Uh, there's Florence. Naples. Yeah. I know Naples, Florida. Naples. Naples. Somebody yeah. told me they were in Naples, Florida. And yeah. Then I was they like, are. They are. Yeah. yeah. It's on the west uh, coast of uh, Florida. Really? Way down. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. But they have nothing to do with Naples. They it's just call it Naples. Yeah. So there's a there's a lot more than uh, mm -hmm. than we. They think. have Rome. They have Rome too. In, Rome? Yeah, in America, they have a couple of places they call Rome, right? Oh yeah, 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 sure. So uh, let's let's switch uh, from the from the geography uh, back to the to you the game. We went there. So great great uh, week for us for AC Milan. Should I start with AC Milan because Go the ahead. excitement? Okay, <laughs> okay. What do we say? Uh, what made me happier? I had to leave uh, the 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 live game with Mike. Who else was with us, Mike? You, me, and Ryan. What? Yes. So we were watching the game live. Oh, and you too, because uh, at some point uh, I had to leave to do uh, to attend some uh, some local, uh, uh, you know, uh, chores. You left because your team was losing and you were embarrassed to no, stay the whole true. time. No, first of all, we were losing two one. Uh, by the time that I was leaving, I said, uh, and Marco kept, uh, you know, looking at my face and uh, enjoying himself. I said, Ando, <laughs> two not one nothing. I said, Ando, you know, okay, give me one. So I had the first one, and then I he gave you a couple nothing, extra ones, right? Do nothing, and he, he was enjoying himself with his calculator. Oh my God! If we win, uh, if we win today, we're going to be three points behind Inter and all of that stuff. So I said, okay, hey, good luck. What can I tell you? I never, never, never bended once, and I never said we. I never said we, we're going to lose. So sure mm. enough, I was, uh, I was doing my little chores with my wife, and uh, I hear my phone pop, 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 pop. I said, what the hell is what that? What ringtone is that? Huh? What ringtone is that? I don't that? know. So uh, I checked my phone and I said, AC Milan 3, Verona 2. I said, how can that be? We were down to nothing. What is this, like uh, three goals in five minutes? Sure enough, sure enough, I double check. I clicked on and I said, and I yelled. There were a few other people next to us. And then uh, they said, uh, what the hell is going on? I said, no, never mind. Nothing you crazy. You won't understand. Huh? They, they won't, won't understand. understand. So my wife, she said, oh, something to do with soccer. So she she kind of uh, you know uh, she gave me up. So a great win, and uh, we deserved it, you know, because uh, Castillejo played a spectacular game. And uh, you even though we you deserved it, uh, they, uh, Verona the guy, gave you an own goal. The, the, the own goal, not even a Bay Eight. I have <laughs> ever seen somebody score that kind of a own goal. Elementary, the ball comes in this way. You go with the left. The guy goes with the. With his right outside foot, I mean, the unbelievable. I never seen that. I've uh, seen when you are under pressure, what? <laughs> when you are under pressure, you can make that kind of mistake. And AC Milan, if they really wanted to win the game, so that's why they put Ibra. Listen, they put back Ibra into the I, game. I must say that Milan was down to nothing, and to come back from two nothing, it shows that um, AC Milan not only is growing mentally with a character, but they got quality. So this is what it takes for a team to win when you do nothing, you know, because the team, sometimes you play together, you fight and you run, but you're not going to win the game. But when you got some players that can make the difference, that's when you win the, that's when you win the game, even if you're down to nothing. Well, but we had no players. We had uh, no Tio Hernandez, no uh, Brian Diaz. 
Ibrahimovic came only for 10 minutes the, uh, on the second half. Yeah, but the Castillejo, no, I mean, uh, the, Castillejo stepped the, up to you, the plate. You got players time. now with quality. Leao is great player. Yeah, Leao did really well. <laughs> Leao, the guy. did extremely well. Uh, Tonali came in the last 15, uh, 20 minutes hello. and made a big difference. That's, that's what I'm trying so, to uh, What really impressed me, I think this weekend more than anything, uh, I learned that AC Milan, it feels like, like I, I was talking to Ludo about the same thing. There are certain years where there's just something in the air that it feels like things are going to go your way, right? There's luck. There's a magic. I don't know what right. it is. We don't depend on this, anybody. This, this well, weekend, I, uh, I felt that for AC Milan and for, for Napoli. Like, I feel like it's going to be one of their years. Well, I you said uh, you don't know what it is. Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's because you could play a bad game and you're really terrible. And then at the end, it's two minutes left in the game. There's three minutes left in the game. And... You score because you got the quality players. That's what makes the difference. You know, technically, Alanais in the game, I mean, Verona didn't do really much. They, they just were able to just First convert. Yeah, well, they were able to convert those two, three chances that they had. And, uh, you know... Uh, but they played better than Milan, I thought, on the on first half. On the first half, half a yeah. little better. A little yeah. better. But those are circumstances that you really have no control of it. It's mm. not that we got caught. We got caught uh, with... They our, were clinical. Uh, they were very clinical with their uh, chances. What a disaster Di Francesco did with that team, right? I, I was looking at Verona in that first half, and I was just thinking about how bad Di Francesco had done with their team and how Tudor, uh, you know, he looked pretty good. They were, they were, you know, they're kind of a, a team on the rise again. Um, that, that's what it felt a little bit. But before we get too deep into it, uh, we do got to say our premium sponsors for this entire season are Paramount Plus, uh, CBS. Guys, use the link in our description if you're not already. Champions League is coming back. Make sure you use our code 7 days free Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow. If you're watching this today, so you got to go and get it. Make sure you use yeah for you guys might be today. IFTV code. Uh, the thing I love about it, this is what I was I was realizing, is that the ease of use, like it just makes it so easy that I don't have to worry. I know there's still people somehow there's still people out there that don't get a subscription on TV. They they want to find these these links on these bad sites, and then you get advertisements. They're never reliable. I'm telling you, five dollars a month. And you don't have to worry. Yeah. On your phone, your laptop, you get multiple devices. The links. Then, uh, you know, the guy is, is, try, is about to score the goal and yeah. and it stops. Yeah, no. Don't don't use any any bad links, illegal links. Just download Paramount Plus. Yeah. It's For so, me, it's, so it's a lifesaver because when I'm on the road, when I'm driving, when I'm here, and I just stop everything. And all I do is just press boom, live, and then oh, the game is right in front of me. I'm sure your wife loves and that. And I put the blinkers on. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> you say that for the whole half at least, right? No, I You're shut, the reason why there's traffic. I shut everybody's <laughs> I shut everybody down and I watch my game. I mean, Fair it's enough. only on an emergency. Otherwise, I'll make, uh, I'll make my... Uh, <laughs> I'll make all my moves to make sure that I can just be somewhere and uh, we know enjoy where. the game. Right well, over here. At the studio. <laughs> you, you do stop, right? When I you're do in stop, the car. yeah. Okay. So what I do is I listen, uh, it's like it's a radio, yeah. you know. I, I don't watch it, I put it underneath and I listen. And uh, I feel like, uh, yeah, it's like oh. you're listening on the, and you know what's going you on. You know in lifetime because then you don't have to keep checking the score. Right. I, I did that when we were driving today. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, make wait, sure you go Before you go ahead, Marco, Plus. yesterday I was driving to Joe, to Joe Golino, our friend, and uh, I had the game on. I had the, the Torino's game and Napoli on because it was at 12 o'clock. And then my wife was, you watching the game? I said, no, I'm listening because that's what Judge Gaetano said. I'm listening to the game. At the same time, the game was going on. And uh, once in a while, I was just speaking on. But, so she uh, couldn't get you in trouble, right? You didn't well, get in trouble. Well, no, not right? really, because, okay. uh, you know, if you just... Uh, You're used to getting in trouble. Piece, yeah, I'm <laughs> regardless, I'm in trouble anyway. Uh, guys, so. Let, 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 so let's move on to the weekend, because this weekend, I'm telling you, I don't know, I felt like I learned a lot. 
Um, Inter lost to Lazio in pretty crazy fashion. I was not expecting that. Milan uh, won in a match at probably last year. Last year, actually, they were down 2-0 and they went to 2-2. Uh, and then Napoli, eight wins in a row. And Juventus beat Roma, and it's starting to feel like they're coming back. I mean, Inter won the league last year. Juve's only three points behind them uh, in that Champions League spot, close to Champions League spot. So, And then we just watched Fiorentino lost to Venezia. So we got a lot to talk about. Let's finish off on, on Milan since we're already, we already basically spoke everything about it. Uh, but I do want to give credit to Castillejo. There was a beautiful story that we posted about. He was in tears after the match. And, uh, you know, the, the guy has been through a lot. He, he said that these tears represent everything that I've gone through and everything that I'm still going through. He said last year, or he said even my mother didn't even want me at one point, jokingly, obviously saying how, like, Milan fans didn't want him. He deactivated his Twitter account because he was getting too much uh, harsh negative feedback constantly uh, online. Uh, and now to be able to put in a real MVP performance, like, you can say what you want about, you know, his, his skill rate or whatever, but the guy really does give his heart and soul for the team, and he's determined. And you can't take away from that. I, I You know, I, I always think that for the teams that we support, when you go out there and you sweat for the shirt, that's the most important thing. And and now the quality is backing with him. And the last thing I'll say about Milan is that really it feels like there's a magic in the air for Milan to really go all the way. And I'm, I'm feeling it for them this year. They had no business coming back into that match. Most other seasons, they would not have, but they did. And that really shows their strength. Also, Giroud. I, heard, I listened to Giroud's interview after the match. What a team player he is. I mean, he really puts the team in front of himself, in front of the individual. It feels like he he really loves AC Milan. He was even speaking in Italian in the post-match uh, press conference. So overall, my credit to Pioli, who again, everybody at this table, everybody, 99% of the people watching, they might want to say that they didn't think this, but we all had doubts about Pioli when he first joined AC Milan. What a leader he's proving to a very important team. Anything else that we didn't discuss about AC Milan? I think... Uh to pick up on what you just said, the psychology is, uh, is a factor that uh, nobody really uh, factors in into the, 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 the DNA of a team, like AC Milan, like Juventus, like Alle oh, La, La Juventus di Allegri. So na right now, this AC Milan team is becoming Milan di Pioli. You know, I had my doubts. I have to be honest with you. I had my doubts about him, and uh, I think I'm, uh, you know, I'm uh, changing little, little by little. Lots. I'm just, uh, you know, learning that... Uh, you know, you don't just rush on uh, rush on judgment on, Is that why uh, on you anybody. Out the beard a little bit. Well, I was uh, I had things to do, so I was not able to shave this morning, and uh, I had a rush. So anyway, can you grow uh, it out for Pioli? If he wins the league, can you grow out your beard like him? Can I grow his? But yeah, sure, I can. But uh, you know, I, if I if I shave it, I look a little younger than him. <laughs> so because I, believe it or not, when I grow my beard, a lot of people that think I'm uh, I'm related to him. I know. So, uh, but uh, <laughs> there's a couple of signs. No, serious, we, we serious. Can mention I don't know if you Somebody, got, <laughs> somebody <laughs> at some point thought that I looked like Saki and then I look like Pioli. I mean, uh, I'm uh, the um, socia, okay? That's what they call it. Socia, what is it called? Double? Yeah, in it, uh, the socia in Italy is called a double. So I, I'm not a table, but anyway, so Pioli, un doppio, un doppio, un doppione. So Pioli is really surprising a lot of people, my, myself in primis. And uh, like I said yesterday, we met one of his best friend. Can you say who he was? Can I say his name is Enrico, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a spectacular guy. He's in New York for a different kind of business, but uh, we enjoy spending a lot. Who did he work with? He worked with uh, with Pioli and with Saki. He was yeah. the assistant, right? He was assistant of Saki. Forgot the most important part. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's I, like, oh yeah, he was a. Uh, oh, okay. trying to bring content. Well, I just sent you the the contents uh, from the from the interviews that we had. It was very, 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 mm -hmm. uh, 
he put us at ease and uh, we were like we were best friends we, like we knew each other for uh, 70 years maybe he thought you were Pioli as hockey and you know what why. you know what him and I we think the same way we listen listen when you're hey, Stefano go, what are you doing over here what listen, are you doing in when Jersey gonna, <laughs> listen when, <laughs> when you're gonna listen to the fooding that I send it to you we the have food. exactly almost the same mentality at, <laughs> at least 90% about what we I want, I want to ask the guy he's gonna be like oh, I can't I, I feel like we asked and he goes like I couldn't wait to leave the house I don't know if I want to meet him anymore. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Another auto. Yes, I don't you know do. if we can deal so, with that. Uh, That's hilarious. Enrico and his wife were spectacular. Awesome. And, uh, maybe uh, down the line, we're going to meet him again. We're going to go to dinner with uh, Aldo. Can we get Pioli on the podcast? Uh, I think uh, there is a very good possibility because he's uh, their best friend. So uh, no, we'll, I don't know we'll if see. you and him are allowed to be in the same room together. It might be too much. He's a good guy. I'll tell you. You're going to... Actually, if you want to meet me, you can have to just uh, come through me right now uh, because, uh, you, you know, power. there is a fee that you have to pay, all that kind of stuff. Look at this, all of a sudden. I, just, got, I got connections. Oh, yeah? Oh! <laughs> uh, let's talk about Inter, the Inter game, because that was the, the craziest game. Uh, Inter went up 1-0, and I feel like, for me, um, Inter last year with Conte, when they went up 1-0, it was already in the back of my head. I said, okay, it's very hard for Inter to throw away a game. They usually know how to suffer, how to manage a win, how to really grind it out. And, and I know you have criticized Conte for being defensive and he puts the wall behind, whatever, but he always got the win. So it was already in the back of my head that that's what Inter would do. Lazio have been so up and down. When they've been good, they've been amazing. When they've been bad, they've been really poor. Uh, but what a comeback from Sarri's men. Uh, truly a team that knew how to suffer, how to fight. Felipe Anderson was unbelievable. What a player. Sadi wanted him, and, and he put in work. Uh, and really, Inter, the, the point that I was trying to get at, crumbled right after the goals. They crumbled. I don't know what happened from there that did not look like the same Inter that won the Scudetto last year. And it's very funny that even Mike Grillo pointed out my last point. Mike Grillo was saying, Lazio against the big teams, show up. Against the small teams, they don't. Roma's the opposite. Roma against the big teams, they're not showing up. Against the small teams, they are. What are we going to say? No, I was going to say that uh, somebody on this uh, podcast uh, said uh, Limone, <laughs> that's, that's Limone Inzaghi. Uh, is that, uh, do you have anything to do with that? Me? Yeah. Look at this guy here. <laughs> what is, what's Limone? What is a... Uh, it's a lemonade. Uh, Limone Inzaghi when... Uh, I've when, never heard uh, of the... So Antonio gave uh, Inzaghi a new name. Uh, and he's calling him Limone Insaki. And I think that's part of uh, the, uh, when you say that Inter, they look so bad. I feel like, you know, Inzaghi does not have it to motivate them and to make him play with, with that passion. You know, he wins some games, but then uh, he's not consistent. I never liked Inzaghi. And uh, I, I don't know, uh, the team, he's got the players. He has the players. To, to be up there, but he's losing too many points right mm. now. We, we can't throw and it all under the bus. Because, I mean, hey, you lose, the beginning of the you match. You lose Igakim and you lose even uh, Lukaku. I mean, uh, come on, they still, have, they still have enough talent to do much yeah. better. And then the thing that upsets me a lot is Lautaro. What the hell was he complaining about? He, he had the ball. Why didn't he throw the ball out? On the second goal you're talking about. Oh, yeah. And when they complained that Lazio should have thrown the ball out because the marker was on the floor, but Inter had the ball 
when he went down. So why didn't they throw the ball out? I why? Agree. Because they wanted to go and score the goal. Now that Lazio's got the ball and they're going down and they're trying to score the goal, now you got to throw the ball out. No, so I. Someone, some would say that he didn't, he didn't see it. No, he didn't realize. Well, <laughs> ah, that's funny. No, you know what happens. Very, you know very what happens when if it was the other way around. Some of his teammates they wave, hey, throw the ball out. Yeah. Why out. didn't they, they? They wave at each Why other. Why didn't they? Because uh, uh, you know you see somebody on the ground, and if the player didn't see it, the, the teammates get involved, and they say throw the ball out. But they didn't get involved because they wanted to score the goal. But wasn't it unsportsmanlike from Lazio to not put the ball? No, out? no, absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely it wasn't not. a head injury. Because a few head years, injuries when the referee has a few, a few years ago. Okay, Bielsa, you're talking about Bielsa, right? A few years ago. Each, every five minutes, you know what happened? You winning, you winning the game. Uh, we are teammates, we winning the game. You go down, you know what I do? I throw the ball out. Yeah. And it, it happened all the time. So what happens now? Now you're wasting time because now the other team gets the has ball. Has to give you the ball back. The other, and yeah. they have to give me the ball back and the ball goes another 30, 40 yards. That happened every, a lot. So what they said is, okay, we will let the referee make the call. If the referee calls it, then you stop the game. If the referee doesn't call it, you play on. I mean, if there is a head injury, then you got to stop. Now you get hit in the stomach, you get hit in the in the leg, and you put your hands. That's another thing. They put their hands. Everybody puts their hands in, in the head because they want to stop the game. There's too much stoppage. I think it's a technicality that they're learning how to do it. They are they are actually using that. That the, thing as an experience. There Marco, is to waste too time. much stoppage, mm -hmm. especially the last 10 minutes of the game. That's all they have. They're always on the floor, mm -hmm. you know, if you're winning. Yeah. So, no, I don't think there was no, no sportsman. I think the game should have gone on, and uh, next time they uh, they should know better. Mike? No. Uh, I think for Anything that... Anything different than what he said? Yeah, I just wanted to say that... Um, Lazio, first of all, outplayed Inter. They look like a completely different side. And Lazio, like I've been saying, I feel like <laughs> all season that uh, they perform for the big teams, don't perform this game. The last time they won in the derby, uh, then they lost 3-0 to Bologna. Now they play Verona next. Watch them drop uh, some more points over there. Uh, I don't know whether it's gonna, how long it's gonna take. I don't know if it's just in Lazio's mentality or it's gonna take a little bit more time for Sadi to really... Um, you know, show them that every game really matters and we're going to see the Lazio that we always thought we'd see, especially with that world-class midfield. And should Lataro, I mean, sorry, should uh, Lazio have put the ball out on that goal? Probably, but, uh, man, matches like these are so high-tense, high-pressure and stuff like that, but I, I do think they probably should uh, hit it out. Antonio, no, I, the ball I, I out, totally yes no? disagree. If you're, if you're Lazio, you putting the ball out? No. Absolutely not, Mike. Mike would you would not? No, absolutely I, not. I would also. I would also say to be honest with you, I was saying do not put the ball out. You know, uh, that's you, fair. obviously the rule. The yeah. rule clearly states it's that a, he doesn't have to, the referee will only call if it's a serious injury or if it's a head injury. We understand that. What they're saying is that sportsmanlike, they should have put the ball mm. out. I'm okay with with playing on on that on that play specifically. Also for the way that it happened, uh, for Lautaro going there. Going forward, I know that maybe he didn't see it, but for me, you got to keep playing on. Otherwise, we're getting to a risky, uh, you know, we're going down a bad path. Lautaro plays on. 
you gotta you gotta let Lazio play on it and play that advantage. Someone wait, Marco. Someone made a comment about this because they said it's, if it's so blatant that you took advantage of somebody being injured and then you went on, you mm. were on a ten, a 10 against 11, 11 against 10 situation. And then everybody realized that that was not the sportsmanship uh, 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 things to do or the right thing to do. Then on the past, only uh, I think it was a Bielsa, somebody who yeah. just named this, this Bielsa. I said, hey, if you really took advantage of a situation that really was not the things that everybody was expecting to do, what you do, you allow the other team to just put the, to stop, to put the ball back into the net of the opposite team and start fresh. But in this particular case, I think Inter, I mean, uh, the Lazio had all the rights to do, to do what they did. If that happened in Italy, there would be turmoil. I know. If, if Sadi told his men to, to put the ball into the back of the net the opposite way, I don't even want to know what would happen. So all of this protest with Antanovic, with Lautaro and everybody, you know, just jumping up and down. And uh, it's just way too much. And I I'm think okay it was the that. tension was over the top. And uh, I think Lazio didn't steal anything from Inter. Okay. No, so where, what is it? That's... For this this week, again, I keep saying, it felt to me, it's the first time that I start. I predicted Inter was going to win the league, but it's the first time I have my doubts. I say, you know what? Maybe this Inter with Inzaghi is not as secure as the one with Conte. Because for me, Conte last year would not have lost these points. And for Sa- I know it's a different, it's Sarri that has Lazio, and we got to give them respect because they were they were brilliant. They were absolutely brilliant with, uh, with, with Philippe Anderson over there. Uh, but Sadi still needs time also. This is not, a, oh, okay, they win it. Okay, it's good. He still needs time. You're still not seeing that Sadi play, which we said, you know, give him give him half a season, six, seven months to be able to see. But did anyone else, everyone, no, you didn't have it. You guys had Inter winning the title, I think. Do you have doubts at this point? Yes. And uh, I knew from the beginning uh, that I never liked Inzaghi. I didn't like Inzaghi when he was with the Lazio. Uh, because uh, he will uh, he will win a couple of games, you know, very tough, tough game, and then he will lose to uh, the games that he should have won. So he's not a big time coach, and I don't understand why you put him first. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, you did put um, him first? Yeah, no, yeah. you want to change again? <laughs> <laughs> what about you? You want to change again your standing? I'm not. I don't think. I that's mean, fair. look, yeah, at the no end more. of the day, it's so early. It's not even ten games in, so it's easy to think like, oh. It's one game. It's one game. I think after a couple of months, when other teams uh, taste uh, defeat, I think Inter is the team that's going to be like, we've been here before. We drop points. And now, you know, they still have most of their squad at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, stay together. And I feel like they can, whether it be by two points or five points, I still think they have what it takes mm-hmm. to win the league. The the prediction game is ridiculous because... I can honestly make a case for like three or four teams. On I mean, you can make a case that Milan, that Napoli, that Inter, or even Juventus are still in it. Honestly, I, I would say those four teams, it is so hard to predict who's actually going to go on to win it, which makes it even more unbelievable. Well, you you and you, you predict Inter to win, right? The three of you, yeah. right? How That's about what you we just said. No. And you're I different. Said, and you got Milan. I'm a Simulan. Hey, you're yeah, not right yet. <laughs> no, I didn't because yeah. I, I don't believe in... to do. In you're the, a big you guys, fan of AC Milan. No. I, <laughs> even if I wasn't a fan of AC Milan, I would put AC Milan. That's fair. Because respect. I look at the quality. I look at the quality. I look at the structure of the team. And I don't look at all of those things so that you, you guys... So you have more quality are, than no, anyone you, else in the league? Absolutely. Okay. So you you guys are watching the, the, the dollar amount that you have inside your team. No. Oh, we got Lautaro. We got this. We got this. Let me ask you. Let me ask you something. Where did you put Napoli? 
fourth, I believe. <laughs> oh, you put it fourth or fifth. Yeah. Okay. So uh, listen, it's too early. Uh, okay. Everybody okay. can make a mistake, but at least. <laughs> <laughs> but you. <laughs> but except so you don't us. make. <laughs> except us. Uh, anyway, let's talk about Napoli because Napoli are ridiculous. Eight wins out of eight. Uh, they're equaling Mauricio Sarri's the best ever record of Napoli with eight wins in a row. Um, where he did it in 2017, 2018, that magic season where they almost went on to win the Scudetto. Uh, what a team. Uh, against Torino, where they, they had a penalty that was saved. Uh, I think it was Koulibaly had an opportunity that might have been him that was saved off the line. Um, I mean, Torino's a very tricky team uh, that, that we know has been giving uh, difficulties for a lot of the big boys. And it felt like, oh my God, you know, actually, you know, we were saying, I mean, it felt like kind of by the scoreline how late it was going that they were never going to score. But we were sitting in the green room and we're, I was like, guys, I'm telling you right now, Napoli's 100% going to score. Again, there's just an air. There's something in the air that you know that they are going to score and they are going to win these games. Mm-hmm. I want to see Napoli against a big team. Like, I want to see a big opponent, mm-hmm. how they match up. But what... A squad they have at their, oh, their yeah. disposal. I think they're going to crack soon. Everybody's <laughs> <laughs> complimenting. No, first. no 100%. I mean, we were talking about on the live stream also. We feel like uh, this time last season, if they had, you know, a different coach, whether it be um, Sari or um, Gattuso, the ball just didn't want to go in the back of that and be like, mm-hmm. oh, they dropped their points. That's it. How are they going to recover from this? They hit the post. They missed the penalty. They missed two big chances. They'd be like, you know, most of these teams would be like, yo, just not our night. But they still managed to do it. They still managed to get the three points. They still managed to be eight out of eight. Spalletti came here. I feel like he's on a real mission. And he really has a locker room. He's built such an incredible atmosphere over here. And a lot of people uh, don't really rate uh, Spalletti. But uh, I feel like under the right conditions. And he got players that he wants. And he seems very happy in that in that um i don't know in the atmosphere i feel like he can do something special and so far he's done incredible and i really think napoli are the team to be i mean the most informed he, they're the only team in uh in top five leagues that ha- that are eight or eight out of a have a hundred percent record and i just think that means so much um and there's still time to say, like, when they do drop points, because they're not going to go undefeated, let's be for real, how they can react after that. But as of now, great job by Napoli. I'm loving it. I'm on the Napoli train 100%, and I'm on it for the ride. Hopefully but to the end of the season. Before you criticize, please, can I'm I, not saying can, anything. I know. One second, one second. Uh, Man has eight goals in his last seven matches in all competitions. How good has Man been? Well, this guy, they, uh, whoever decided to get Osman, what a player. I mean, the guy, is, uh, he's, got, he's got everything. He's got speed, he's got technique, he fights for the ball. There was one ball where he, he went back, like 30 or 40 yards to win a ball in midfield. I mean, the guy is really, really good. And you know what? It's incredible. It's that, that center line, when you start from Koulibaly, Angissa and Osiman. Wow. And Ospina has been, even Incredible. though, yeah. you know, I would say about Meret, Meret, but Ospina is a, is a good goalkeeper. So you got Ospina, Koulibaly, Angelia, and Osiman. That's the backbone of that team. And, and that backbone's uh, not going to be the January. And, and that team, um, in the past, when you have so many chances, you miss a penalty, they hit the post, usually the other team goes back and you get a goal and you lose the game. 
but this team no this team fought until the end to get that win good job by Spalletti Spalletti please get somebody else to take penalties okay Insigne out is is law is uh, missed two penalties in a row and Mike how many did he miss last year five it was five out of eight five out of five out of eight I thought seven Okay, so this guy is uh, less than 50% probably on the penalty. Get somebody else to take the penalty, please. And one more thing, De Laurentiis, please, don't say, in a, don't say a word. Please, stay <laughs> quiet. Don't say, don't ruin the team because you've done it in the past by your comments and by penalties that you gave to the players and then they didn't want to play for you anymore. Okay, so my, stay is out. My is that it, my turn? One, one last question. How do you think that, real quick, how do you think that they'll cope without that, you know, you just named the uh, trio, Koulibaly, Anguissa, Osimhen. How do you think they'll cope well, with Af- Afcon? they better get enough points now <laughs> and, go, and go like 10 points ahead of everybody. Well, that 10 points, I think, from Juventus. Uh, from the second... Eight or 10. 10 points. Ten. Uh, from the second team, I think there are seven points. 17 to 24. No, two from the third. First and third is... Ah, sorry, seven. for the yeah. third. They're yeah. from Inter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven yes. points from there Inter. Two points from Milan. Yeah, points that, from Juventus, yes. yeah, yeah, that's not enough. And then, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then all of their, all of their African player teams, they got to go out right away. So they only miss like three games. But Milan too have some two, uh, Ben Acer and Kessie yeah, that are going to go bad. to Africa. Okay. Sorry. Let, okay. Uh, allow, it's Antonio's turn. Go ahead. Okay, here's the, here's the thing. The problem is that you guys are just looking at the celebrity all the time. It's one of those celebrities that Gaetano said is the backbone of Napoli. If one of those here cracks, let's say Osiman, they're dependent. This team here is dependent on those three people, like you just said. It could be Osiman right on top over there, could be Koulibaly over there, or could be uh, Anguissa, okay? But you, you didn't name one of the best midfielders that they have, okay? So that one is big, 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 big. So one of those cracks, I think Napoli, you can just fold it. Napoli is not, does not have the, the structure that AC Milan has. AC Milan is a team. Napoli right now is playing off some of two or three individuality that they make the difference for the entire team right now. If one of those three, like you said, or two of those three, they come down, or they come down with, uh, they slow down, or they, they have some injuries, or uh, for some reasons, they, they don't perform at their best level. Napoli, I think, is going to slow. Listen, I only mentioned three guys, mm. plus the goalie. Right. I didn't mention De Lorenzo, who plays for the national team. Mm. I didn't mention Fabian Ruiz, well, well, who plays. You. Fabian Ruiz, who's a great player. Mm. I didn't mention about Insigne. I didn't mention about... Uh, Lozano, Lozano, Z- Politano. Zelinski, Politano. So it's not, to win eight games in a row, it's not just the three. Those three have, have been very, very good. And Anguilla is a big, big Anguissa. surprise. Anguilla is <laughs> Anguilla. <laughs> is a big surprise for me because I didn't know where he came from. And it looks like this guy has been playing in Serie A for years. Because yeah. usually there is a time of adjustment when you go to a league. Everybody, there's, a, uh, there's an adjustment time. This guy looks like he's been playing for... So, to go back to you, it's not only those three players. Mm-hmm. Around them, they have good players too. But as far as the team... That AC Milan is more team than Napoli, okay? AC Milan, he has the team. Napoli is filled up all of those individualities that are, at some point you plug one here, one here, one here. This is out, this is out, just put... I disagree with you. Well, listen, this is what I think. I think AC Milan as a structure and as a team, they play like, oh, it's beautiful to watch it. I, so, uh, I do agree with you, Anto, in the, in the sense that Milan have faced more 
um, problems in terms of injuries and people being out, and they still managed to get over that hump. We haven't seen... It's not fair to say that about Napoli because we haven't seen that about them. So when the time comes in January, whether it be earlier, if they can cope like they did with Milan. Because if they can cope like they do with Milan, then they're going to be... They're gonna be in contention to the last few match days, it's I think. Two v one now. Wait, you gonna so, take that? Huh? It's two v one now. <laughs> Who's two v one? It's them two against. Why two. you don't? No, count? it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say my opinion. I'm, ju- I'm oh, just okay. saying both sides. Just... I'm waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think that also one other aspect that I have to side with the Milan part over there is that Milan also played tough mat tougher matches. I would say. I mean, Milan played against Juventus, Lazio. which. which Played against Lazio too. Mm-hmm. You know, and we play, beat them to nothing. You played. I, I feel like, and I don't have it right in front of me. I don't. I'm. I'm I, I could do it as we as we speak. But for just off the top of my head, I feel like Milan have had tougher matches. Whereas Napoli, they've played Torino, Fiorentina, Cagliari, Sampdoria, Udinese. We won against Atalanta too. Juventus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Genoa. Venezia. Okay. So I I had I was wrong. I forgot that they played against uh, Juventus. Milan have played against Verona, mm-hmm. Atalanta, Spezia, Venezia, Juventus, Lazio, Cagliari, Sampdoria. Yeah, so slightly tougher. Just, yeah. just I think only Atalanta and Lazio, I would add to that. Yeah. So maybe they play two more tough games. Yeah, or no, that but, counts. But big... to the same point, they've had a crazy injury slash COVID no. crisis yeah. that could have crippled a lot of teams. But it is early to see with uh, with Napoli. So it's like two and a half v one right now. But anyway, let's <laughs> let, let's let's move on. Uh, is there any other game besides uh, Juventus-Roma? Can we talk about the Fiorentina thing? <laughs> I actually factored Fiorentina to win this game. I actually put Fiorentina by standing by themselves with you 15 points. Yeah, no, no, I bet. I factored Would myself. I said they can have the win against Venezia. There is no way with a, with a team like that, especially the last uh, the way that Fiorentina has been playing the last few games. I said this mm-hmm. is a win, a win-win situation for them. Mm-hmm. And then I was uh, was watching the game again on the car on Paramount Plus, and that not said, watching, oh, listening. No, 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 watching because at some point I pulled over and I okay. watched. Okay, okay. So uh, when the game gets tough, you have to just, uh, you know, uh, you have to stop. Put your blinkers team. on, right? Put your blinkers on. <laughs> I got a flat tire. And, uh, yeah, and I watched the game. So I'm uh, very surprised uh, that Venezia just uh, pulled this uh, this thing through. Again, no, this is what Gaetano was saying before, before we started uh, uh, the podcast. It's a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of factors that are conditioning some of the top players. Not just uh, Vlaovic, mm. we saw an Insigne, we see Spalletti just clapping at him and saying, don't worry about it, don't worry, don't worry. So in other words, it's a lot of rumors that they are, I think, affecting uh, some mm. of the top players that we have in Serie A. Missing penalties and uh, not performing at the top of their uh, ability and their skills can be uh, can be tricky uh, from time to time. So uh, it's uh, what your father was saying about uh, the ownership. They said, uh, you know, just leave the players, let them do their, their job and then talk uh, about business uh, when the time is then when the time is ripe to talk about business. The first time that uh, Venezia win at home in their stadium for 19 years. 19 years and 8 months. Uh, like over 7,000 days. And the last time that they won that match, who did they play? Take Fiorentina. Fiorentina. Uh, crazy. Uh, what so do you yeah, mean 19 years? Since they so won the at their house, home. Serie A at home. Ah, Serie A. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, I, I was, I was like, how, the, how did they get promoted? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was, I was disappointed. I mean, Fiorentina has been kind of like the dark horse, our little like uh, joy because they they they've been playing so good with uh, Mister Italiano. Uh, but we were saying, how does the team get affected by this? Obviously, these all the all the rumors with Blahovic that he's not going to be renewing. Uh, it's it's basically confirmed now as as both Comiso said he's not going to renew, 
Vlaovic's agent said there's nothing on the table. We are not renewing anymore. How does that affect the team? We were just watching the highlights. I think their first shot on target came in like the 85th minute. Yeah, I I, I would have uh, l- leave him alone, you know, and, and uh, I think it's it's going to bring some negativity into the um, into the uh, spogliatoio in the locker room and in the field. And I feel like if he misses a goal and he's playing in Florence, uh, that's going to go after him. So he's 21 years old. Uh, I, I would have avoided that. And with Italiano, Fiorentina was playing. Uh, they were playing that soccer, that aggressive soccer in the first half. They were all over the other team. And the other team was like, they were shocked. Hey, is this Fiorentina? Yeah, this is Fiorentina. They have a new mentality. They, they, they're running their asses off. And then what happened with a couple of times is in the second half, late in the second half, after you do that for an hour, 60 minutes, and of course you cannot do it for 90 minutes, so then you slow down, and that's what happened with Inter, and that's what happened you know, with the other teams. So um, I, told, I didn't see the game today, so I don't know what happened. Probably watch it later a little bit. So I don't know what happened. Did they start like they usually start, very aggressive, uh, offensively, high pressure? I'm not sure. I would, uh, I would like to see that. But I saw the highlights, and... They never took a shot on goal. I don't know. You know, I, I, they never took a shot on target. There were some shots he had taken in there. But so, and I saw the face of uh, Vlaovic. Uh, usually, this guy's got fire in the belly, fire in his face. And for the first time today, that I didn't see that fire. I might be mistaken. I hope I'm reading too much into it. Also, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking I'm mistaken on that. So, let's leave it. But, um. Let's uh, let's wait. I think that Italiano is a good coach, mm-hmm. and I think he knows mm-hmm. what to do for the next game to pick them up. I just that's wish we could just—it's the first time that Fiorentina has a team. Yeah, they have a really good team that's gonna that should finish in the top half, half of the of table, team. top ten. And I would wish that all the outside stuff could just be quiet, and we just let Fiorentina yeah, play, let them play, and let's see how good this team could come. His contract ends in 2023. We sort it when it gets closer to there. There's Insigne, whose contract ends in 2022. There's Mbappe, who ends in 2022. There's um, Pogba, whose contract Kessie. ends this summer. Kessie ends this summer. And while there is talk about those and guys... Romagnoli that you guys want, too, right? Yeah, it's fine. Romagnoli, I'm not going to include in there. No, no, but you... those guys, I'm saying top players, like the top players for their teams. Um, you know, I feel like there's not even as much talk about them, uh, you know, as there is with Vlaovic, who has another year on top of those guys. So I just wish, for Fiorentina's sake, it goes under the rug. They figure it out. They say, okay, guys, we'll figure this out. We'll see what happens in the summer. And we can focus on him scoring because he's got to start scoring more goals. He scored 21 last year. What does he have, 4 or 5 this year? And I think all of them except one have come from the penalty spot. So we need the guy to score goals because that's what Fiorentina needs. Aren't you guys the top candidate to take Vlaovic uh, in Torino, to, to bring him to Torino? That's why you're talking like that. I mean, I'm not in on the deal. Oh, you're not into the deal? No. Okay. But I think you're salivating at the idea that uh, he might come to Torino. I almost just drooled right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want to say something to you. Say it. Yeah. No, I was going to say, uh, what happens if he goes to AC Milan? Uh, well, I don't know if we really need him. Oh, you don't need him? No, 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 no. Uh, listen, uh, if you're coming you to AC Milan, first of all... Yeah, first all right, for the, for the ones oh. that are listening, for the people that are listening, do you... 
would you take Vlaovic at AC Milan? Okay, let me let me answer to you because I'm listening to you too. Now okay? he's gonna change this. Okay, first of all, first of all, we do not have the money to pay the salary that is demanding. Number one, number two is gonna create more problem for us. Number three, this we have plenty of Jews right on top of there. We have Ibrahimovic, even though it's gonna probably be the last year. We got Giroud, we got Brian Diaz, we got Leao, we got Rebic, and a couple other kids. Maldini's son is coming up uh, uh, big. It's not a, it's not a talking forward. Talking about a center forward. All right, all right, take it easy. We're talking center about forward. a center forward. We you are, don't have a center forward. We are shopping. If we are shopping he, if in this the is cheaper it, market. If this is Ibra Shop last right. year, Shop. <laughs> 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 not quite on shop right, but uh, we pay shop. Pay less. <laughs> Pay less is probably the best if way. If you're, if you're, if Ibra, if, if like you say, Ibra, this is his last year. Which center forward do you have? You have one center forward, and it's Chiro. And if you're gonna play in, in the Champions League, you're gonna play with one center forward. Gatano between which is now, Giro, which doesn't start between now at the end of the year. Too many things they're gonna happen. So I let let things sort out by themselves. We're gonna we're gonna get, make the game come to us. We're not going <laughs> to the game. Let them all fight. He's going here. He's going there. And then whoever is left over, we have a very smart people. Maldini, it's not just smart. It's extremely smart. And Gazidis he's gonna and Gazidis, He's gonna make everybody else fight. And then when all the dust is gonna settle, he's gonna then say, you're okay. gonna lose to Naruma. No, well, let's say. Oh, you laughing? Oh, let me tell you something. Yeah. we haven't lost anything. We got Magnan, even though he's injured. Yeah. Right now we got mañana. You're gonna regret it, okay? You're, you're gonna, gonna regret it. You're gonna regret the comment that you made because Donnarumma right now is playing on and off we in PSG. You know what I mean? He's playing on and off PSG, and I have a big heart. I mean, I love the kid. Uh, hey, there's nothing that I. You were the one of the ones whistling him, no? I love Donnarumma, even though he didn't. Uh, I mean, the fact that you guys were going to snatch it from us, I like the the fact that he didn't go to Juventus or didn't go to Inter. I would have loved if we would have gone to Roma or Napoli, any other teams. But Juventus, Inter, I would have a problem with gotcha. that. But nevertheless, Last, Donnarumma can, is still. Uh, let's just part close this. One one question, because mm-hmm. this came into my mind the past couple of days. We saw another striker do amazing in his first year, or his first yeah, his first year in a uh, calendar year in Serie A. He made a very big move to a big team, a great team, where he started off really well again. And then all of a sudden, we forgot about this guy even existing. Does anyone know who I'm talking about? Piontek Kako. Piontek. So, do you think, and I'm just tossing this out there, I'm not saying Mm. that they're the same. Do you think that Vlahovic risks kind of being like a Piontek for a top team? Because, by the way, they're saying that they had a 60 million euro offer, they didn't accept it. So that means you're going to have to spend at least 65, 70, 75 million if you want Vlahovic. Is that too much of a risk for a guy who only did it in the Serie A one time? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, I would say that the offer that, they were, that was made to, uh, to the Fiorentina, it could be, if you put it back on the table with the, the factor, if you factor in that Vlahovic no longer wants to stay in Florence, they might, they might very well take it. I mean, the 60 million euro that you were, you were offered. And now you know that the player, you know, he, he didn't go to Comiso and said, hey, listen, I wanted to stay here. Rocco, I want to stay here. So he's unhappy. So Comiso is going to say, you know what? He wants to go. We don't want to keep anybody unhappy over here. No, no, Just but he wants go. 90 million. 90, it's not going to get 90. I would say no. 65. Would you take 60? 70. 70 is a, is a, is a yes. great, it's a great, yeah. uh, no, Comiso is not going to take Would you take 60? I, I would. Are you kidding I me? Would. You're thinking about that? Oh my God. Why, Mike? 
he had one good season. I think they, what they're scared I of mean, is also Chiesa. You know, arguably Chiesa yeah. was not doing well in Fiorentina. Right. Chiesa, we all we all nice criticized him. We all said that he can't score goals. Right, he had like two three million. goals. And then they sold for what now looks like a steal of a price that he's double the price of what they paid for him. Mm. I think I believe for a guy that wasn't even doing great. I, I believe it was seventy million that they rejected. And I think Atletico sixty million. The agent confirmed that it's sixty million. It was sixty. Okay. Uh, at the end of the day, yes, he's young, but he also scored twenty-one goals. It's very hard to replicate a season like that. So to be honest, I probably would have sold him. And what I was scared of, if he stayed another season, if he could replicate it, I'm scared that it might happen this season where it's it's gonna fall flat like it did with Piontek, like it did with Belotti, and I'm sure there's many other. No, not Icardi. Icardi's good. Uh, there's more other players that are uh, out there that I mentioned. But let's see. It's still it's still very early, but not a very good start from him. By the way, uh, just to confirmed too the the offer that they got I mean it was like a couple of days before the Mercato ended or a week before so I understand Fiorentina's position I agree with that wholeheartedly you do not sell your best player uh, right when the transfer market is closing I ask me if I will take Icardi that's a, that's a player I will take instead of Vlaovic I well, will take Icardi one that doesn't come with him anymore so I don't think you're going to want okay, I'll take him I'll take him anymore. I'll take him don't worry let's, let's talk him. about uh, last game that we're going to talk about uh, Juventus-Roma uh, 1-0 win for Juventus Moise Keane scored one of the best goals I've ever seen in my life. Uh, what, what a great goal that the guy scored um, and, and gave uh, Juventus the win. N- nobody even reacted to that. Nobody even batted it now. <laughs> well, we know that. That was joke. a little corny. <laughs> I'm just going to All right, Mike, take over. Okay. No, I, I mean, everyone's probably, once we're talking about it, everyone's probably screaming. Talk about the controversy. Talk about the no, controversy. No, no. But we before, yeah, I know. But before we talk about that, um, Roma, I think, started the game off very well, and I'm bl- and I was the first ten minutes, and I was like, "Wow, Roma really pressing." Juve flat-footed. Juve aren't doing anything. Mourinho might have something. Uh, then it started fading away. Uh, then Juve started taking control. They held the ball more. They slowed down the tempo and kind of killed, um, killed the momentum from Roma. Uh, then they ended up getting a goal from a beautiful cross by De Chilio. By the way, De Chilio, probably the best game I've ever seen him play in, in my life. Um, it was a deflection, Mark, Mark was saying. It was a deflection from Bentancur. It hit Moise Keane and it went in. He celebrated like crazy. I, we all thought, then we saw the replay. It was like, whoa, it hit all of him last second. Um, but... I think Allegri played the perfect game plan in the sense that he got an early goal, controlled the game, played very good defense uh, with a rare with a rare occurrence of Chiellini making a mistake uh, than uh, stuff that happened afterwards. And Juve just grinded it out. A classic Juventus uh, vintage win that we've seen countless amount of times with this Allegri. And uh, they've done it with Chelsea. They've done it a bunch, not just this season. And overall, I think Roma didn't... There was a few players that didn't really step up to the play. We saw Zaniolo came out earlier. Such as? um, Pellegrini was completely invisible. Mkhitaryan didn't make as big as an impact that I wanted. Abraham was very secluded up front. The only chance he really had was like from the mistake that uh, Juve made. They tried to take advantage of. And... I think Mourinho made late substitutions, which I think really cost Roma. And him blaming the he post match, he blamed the bench, saying, "Oh, his, the bench wasn't deep enough." What I read between the lines, what he said. Um, I think he had quality players on the bench that he could have brought on, like Perez, Shomurodov earlier. Uh, he could have brought brought on Borja Mayoral. That he, I think really are difference makers. 
you could say aren't top class like they have in their lineup, but I think they could have made something. And I think I would put this on Mourinho. I think by Mourinho waiting so long, the game was practically over, and Juve knows our masters at closing out the games. He should have done something earlier. And Juve get a classic win, and they close out the game. Yeah, uh, not to repeat anything that Mike said, I, I almost... 99% agree with everything that you said. Uh, the thing that I would add too is it's funny, you know, we, when we were watching the game, uh, you know, everyone was going crazy when, when Roma was dominating, but it reminded me exactly of the Chelsea game. And after five minutes, I said, you play into Juventus' hands when you play like that. This Allegri, and I know we were all expecting, we were all saying, you know, we heard from Allegri's friends that it's going to be Allegri that attacks and he's going to go forward and he's going to be bombing forward. And maybe we kind of tried to see that in the beginning, and then he said, you know what? We just got to win games. And he went back to his roots on how he started with Juventus, how he won five Scudetti, was similar way. Roma, keep all the possession, you know, have the momentum. I knew Juventus was going to score on one counterattacking play. And then once Juventus got that one goal, it was hard for Roma to come back. Um, and we'll, I don't want to talk about the controversy yet. But Allegri, again, this, was the, this game was very crucial. This game was so crucial because Juventus... Uh, they, they just beat Sampdoria, Chelsea, Torino. It started to feel like the momentum was coming back for Juventus fans, right? If you lose this game, or if you don't win this game, it's like a balloon that pops. You're like, come on, we had to have won this game. Now that you win this game, you start calculating your three points behind the Inter. Oh my God, you know what? The season could turn around, this and that. Psychologically, that is so important for the players. What do you think? Well, there was a, a great expectation to this game. I mean, two great coaches. Uh, they both are winning coaches. They both know how to let the players follow them. Uh, so I was I was expecting a lot. When the game started, um, Roma had a good... They had a good tempo. They were playing. They were passing the ball. They were a little bit faster. Uh, then... I thought the game changed when Zaniolo mm -hmm. got hurt. I feel like when Zaniolo had about two or three times, he got the ball outside the area, he went like 50 yards, 60 yards, boom, 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 and then he passed it on, and I think it was Pellegrini took a nice shot, and they were playing. Once Zaniolo went out, and then the goal came, and Roma disappeared. And that's when the character has to come up with Pellegrini and with... McCarrion. but they had the chance to tie the game and I feel like Juventus was waiting waiting very slow building up long balls from one side to the other side but if they tied the game uh, um, that could have ended up a tie game I felt like Allegri when the second half started they tried to win the game for 10 minutes he tried they had some chances uh, Bernadeschi had a couple of chances. Um, uh, also, Keane had a nice chance. And then, and once that didn't score, that's it. Let's let's just wait close and up. close and let's, close let's everything. Yeah. And both both coaches they do really do not care if it looks pretty or if it doesn't look pretty. What matters for them is the results. We win the game, we get the three points. If it doesn't look good, they don't care. You know, I agree one, one million percent with your father. 
but very rarely. But uh, again, you say, you that, say that a lot. lot. Yeah, I don't know how rare it is. Yeah. Listen, you say it a lot. I say that lot. every podcast. Mourinho yeah. to me <laughs> resembles Inzaghi in a way that uh, with against the, the big team, against the big team, Mourinho is is failing. He fell against Lazio and he fell against Juventus. Okay, you bring somebody like Mourinho to win the big games. Okay, so if you fell against those two big teams right now, we are just at the beginning, and then you make you make the game not about the soccer game. He makes the game about himself because all he does, he throws the attention away from all the games and the players and he brings all the focus on himself. He's starting to make all of the shows on the sideline and he's starting to argue with the ref, he's starting to argue with the, with the quarto uomo and he's starting to complain about the three minutes were not enough or that uh, the, the, the goal should have been convalidated. He should never, uh, you know, the ref, normally the ref, they don't, they don't whistle. During uh, during the stuff, you know, they just they whistle and then they go look at the bar. So there were too many things that Mourinho was. Uh, it was about uh, to to draw the attention away from the field and on himself. And uh, I think for for that, I give him a lot of credit because he's a master and he gets into the head of everybody. And that way, I think it's one of the the credit that I give it to him. I don't like him. I really don't like him personally. You don't? No, I really don't. Mm. I think he takes the pressure away from the players. Because even when when Veretout missed the penalty, he's, he he was encouraging him, and uh, he uh, he brings the pressure away from the players from the field. He brings it all the way all the way up himself. Like a lot of a lot of coaches, they don't do that. You know, what they do, they turn and they just you know mm-hmm. looking down. So, but Mourinho is one of the few that I seen that uh, like Spalletti. That one of the rare times that Spalletti was uh, encouraging his senior after the, the penalty miss. That they you know they try to. Uh, alleviated the, the tension from the field and they take the tension and the attention upon themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, having said that, <laughs> with all the respect, even though Peter is not in front of us, he, I wanted to ask you guys, you guys made so much fun of me when I keep saying that a lot of people, they do not take the penalty seriously when they step up to the to the 11 meters over there. What is that? It means... The, which way to go? It, yeah, it so means now that they take it. It means that they expect now the goalkeeper to make a move on the right or on the left. And all the saves that have been made recently is the goalkeeper waiting over there and just check it because they've been saving a lot of penalties. A lot of penalties have been saved. Does that mean that we don't know to take penalties anymore? The, the ball is going through the middle so many times. Because you said it. You told everybody that 90% go in the middle. Yeah, so I didn't say 90. I said about 50% of the time. Wow. The people that take it through Your the percentage middle. change so every podcast. <laughs> are very influential, Antonio. So, they listen to the podcast. The goalkeepers heard it, and that's why it's overcorrecting. So why, Gaetano, they taking the penalty? They're not, they're not yes, you the penalty. Well, Guru, why? On this particular the one. doesn't agree with that. Um, and Mike, just before the guy took the penalty, he goes, oh, man, this guy has never missed a penalty. And he is 35 for 35. Something, like, something, yeah, something like that. And, and as he's saying that, he's saying this guy's going to miss. <laughs> I knew he was going to miss. Yeah. Too much time but, passed. Um, what, what I didn't realize, but somebody realized, and they said in the post game is that uh, Abraham had the ball in his hand and he wanted to take the penalty. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I didn't see point. that. And I don't know if that caused yes. some, some, some friction. Mental, yeah, some sure. friction. Um, and and, and this thing lasted maybe for a minute, right? Oh, yeah. That's a long time of thing. Right. The thing is, the VAR lasted. It was yeah. a little bit of, it was taking so long on the VAR. They were already upset that the goal didn't count. Then he's got his teammate who wants to yeah, take the no, ball. for sure. Yeah, all these little doubts so that may be, uh, You're in Torino. Those I think those affected him for sure because yeah. he's 13 in his last 13. Sure. And my problem is not you miss a penalty, I'm fine. Like it really, it's okay. 
the way he took it, yeah. it was like half in the middle, half to the right. Yeah, it it seemed rough. an uncertain strike. You know, if you blast it, you know, into the bottom oh, right, man. the goalkeeper makes it. It's okay. You know, yeah. it happens, right? Marco, even he senior penalty. Come on. The same you take way. a penalty like that? The same way. Let's talk Let's talk about the controversy, though. We got to get to the bottom of this. I'll explain what happens, and then we'll jump in. Uh, so, Chiellini lost the ball. Uh, Tammy Abraham does an incredible work to dribble past uh, two players, one of which is Danilo, who goes in, slides into Tammy Abraham. We think it's a we think that that's a first foul. Referee's got his whistle that he's holding, by the way. Play on. Ball goes to Mkhitaryan. Mkhitaryan tries to go over Chesney. Chesney fouls Mkhitaryan. Ball lays over to Tammy Abraham. In the midst of the ball going towards Tammy Abraham, referee who already had his whistle in his hand, he was ready after the Danilo one, by the way, blows his whistle as Tammy Abraham hits the ball into the back of the net. Now, there's a lot to break down over here, right? What has been said afterwards, the initial idea, we thought that that was, that was what we knew, which would have been an absolutely ridiculous call from the referee. Later, with super zoom-in motion, whatever, Gazeta has said it to the sport, Korea, uh, not Korea, Sky, that Mkhitaryan ended up hitting the ball with his hand towards Tammy Abraham. Now, we could say it's involuntary, he's falling down, but from my understanding... You can't if it leads to direct goal scoring opportunity. Even if it's a even if it's a involuntary, you you can't that can't count if it hits your hand. So the referee did make a mistake. He did because the referee, in my opinion, the referee should not have blown his whistle because we see many times I could count a million that on the offsides plays they wait fifty five minutes before they wait, they, they wait so they long it. and it's so obvious, but they let the play on. The reason why we have VAR. Is you play on and then we check after, right? So for me, the goal they should have just played it on. He made a mistake because there's no way that he saw Mkhitaryan hit it with his hand. So there was a mistake from Orsato. But from my understanding, either way, if he would have had to go check the VAR, he would have seen that Mkhitaryan hit it with his hand and it would have went to the penalty. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, he was wrong. And by the way, his reactions inside the tunnel are even worse. Which shows reaction? a lot of our, Which reaction? Orsato's reaction oh, okay. in the tunnel where he said to... I think it was Cristante, you're bl- you're putting the blame on me because uh because you missed a penalty kick. And he also said that you never give the advantage on a penalty, which is ridiculous. He didn't know. What 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 are your thoughts on this? No, no, I agree with everything that you said. He made a mistake, he shouldn't have stopped the play, but at the end the call was correct because it was a penalty. And so if he would have gone, I saw it in slow motion, and as uh Mkhitaryan falls. He passes the ball to uh, to Abraham, so it is a, a handball. So the uh, the it is a penalty. Uh, at the end, the right call was made, but Orsato did make a mistake by not letting the play continue, and he also made a mistake in the uh, in the locker room or near the locker room when he told Cristante, "Hey, on a penalty, there's no advantage." Mm. Antonio, your opinion? You know what? <laughs> This is just, it's an episode that we shouldn't have really stretched too much. Uh, you know, penalty or no penalty, you miss the penalty, that's it. End of the story. I mean, uh, what is it that you wanted to do? I mean, the guy, anybody can make a mistake. In this particular case, he, the, fa- the fact that the, even if you factor in him whistling in between, which Marco said, normally we let the play go on and then we check the bar. It, 
he does have a, a, a little a little he said hey look you see when it's everybody else they let the, the, the play the play go when he has to do with the with the, the Roma uh, 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 said, that's what I was saying before that Mourinho started to draw the attention upon himself instead of upon the game I think Mourinho's got no claim and uh, as much as I hate Juventus uh, uh, getting the advantage I mean the, the upper end in this particular case uh, a penalty is a penalty so uh, there was no way it will have called it even after the bar they will have called it the, the, the handballs and then they will have make him take the penalty do you so disagree, if, Mike, at all? Or no, same thing I think it's a pretty much the same. Of, I didn't see the handball till after the game. Me too. Me so too. there, uh, so There's I couldn't lot. even believe. So there was, so it's much more, I think, complicated than a, a lot of people um, actually think. Because at the end of the day, yeah, it was a handball, and they ended up getting a penalty. So at the end of the day, the Abraham goal wouldn't even count technically if you look it over with a with a handball. And, and all, but like Anto was saying, you did get the penalty, and you you know but you did miss the, it. The point is that he made a mistake. Yeah, he no, hundred percent. That he I, should I not have, that. he should not have yes. whistled. He should have waited for the play to end. Right. We said right. we said on the live because too, what happened? 100%. What happened if Mkhitaryan did not touch yeah. the ball exactly. with his end? Hundred percent. And now uh, Abraham scored the goal. It's a one-one game. Mm-hmm. But now he missed the penalty. Now it's a one nothing game, mm-hmm. and you lose the game when you no. could have tied the game. Yeah. That's the point. That, and, and we're also, saying on the live stream. It also yeah. goes back to something that we had brought up on this podcast a lot with the referees and their arrogance. I mean, it was as clear as day that it's true that some of these referees are very arrogant, that they don't want to use the technology all the time, and they feel like they're in control, and they kind of want to be the center. I don't want to know a referee's name. Like I don't, I don't want to know any referee's name. I don't even want to know that the referee's there. Just. It can't be all about the referee, and I'm sick of when that happens. And it felt like him specifically, especially with the comments on, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse. I understand that a mistake can happen. Really. I understand that in that moment, he had the tackle from Danilo, the tackle from Chesney, the handball. It was hard. The all potential offsides. It was hard. Make a mistake, okay. But then also to to, to double down on it, yeah. it shows nah. that there is some arrogance amongst yeah. these guys that they kind of wanted about them, which it's probably was the most disappointing like... thing in all of this. Right. But at the same time, Marco, what, what do you think about the penalty was not, that was not given to AC Milan when AC Milan was down <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? I know, I know. But that, wait, wait. But over here, the controversy. We, fi- we finish about yeah, yeah. AC Milan. We're not talking about AC Milan. All roads lead to back to <laughs> Milan. <laughs> We're talking about the, the referees. Marco is calling about referees. The, the young referee that we had. For the Juve-Roma game. The young referee was, uh, that he was refing at Verona AC Milan. Uh, he, uh, he made there, a big there, mistake. There was, was a... Uh, that should have been watched. I mean, that's... Sorry. There Come was on. a comment made on one on the post game, uh, big big player, which he said, "Ah, you know, um, VAR should not determine the outcome of the game." Doesn't. And the, then there was another one who's also a big type. He goes, "What are you talking about? That's why we have VAR." If VAR sees that something is not right, you gotta call. Correct. You gotta go to the the referee has to go to the VAR and. To, the players? To, to clarify, you know? So, it doesn't matter. Listen, I'm going to say the last thing because I know I'm a pain in the butt, but I'm going to say no. the last thing. Yeah, is it, about, a, is it about AC Milan? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm no, glad no, you no, realized no, that, Anto. Yeah. Can you put your arm around the thing? It's been bothering me all Ah, oh, nice. Okay. There we go. Last, listen. When the VAR is being called, uh-huh. okay, I said, hey, or the VAR makes a, a, a phone call on the referee's headphone and said, hey, by the way, you should be checking the play here, here, and there. And then the referee said, he push everybody away, just wait, bye via, bye via, stop, stop, can't talk to you right now, and all the stuff. Why the referees takes the VAR for good 
whether it's true or whether it's not. For me, he has to go and double check. Okay? If somebody's protesting, look, Kessier. Kessier takes the ball and he puts the ball outside when there was uh, these clear handballs inside of the, the, the Verona's uh, you know, penalty box. So if Kessier put the ball out and everybody's getting closer to the referee, then the referee pushes everybody out and said, why don't you go and check it? Why don't you go and check it? Also, joking aside, I do want to talk about that Romagnoli one for just a, a quick second because that was an extremely hard one uh, to call. The the penalty that Kalinic got on Romagnoli, when we yeah. were watching it live, yeah. we also saw replays. On different and, and we were like 100% sure. We were all like, ah, Romagnoli, stupid tackle. Why'd you do that? When you see the super slow-mo replay different from angle. one angle, you could tell that... It was, Kalinic it was one that fouled Romagnoli. Put, put, put his, his foot, foot to hit first. Romagnoli, yeah. and then they get hit. So that's why, even if you do see it, you know it can be it can be deceiving for a referee on the field. And and I know that people don't want uh, everything to be checked, but this should be very simple for them to be able to check on the opposite side. And again, it's kind of like the same the same foul that we see so much, where I've seen it a million times, where a defender is just going for the ball, an attacker because they're so smart these days, they know everything's a foul. They'll just put their foot two seconds, two, like, really a millisecond before, get the, just get get the foul. foul, go to the ground, yeah. and it's always a penalty kick. And I hate those yeah. penalties so much because the guy had no chance. He had, like, a 10% chance at scoring. I, I don't mean Not I don't mean, the, I don't mean the Verona one. I'm sorry. I'm saying in general. A lot of the times when that happens, the attacker has a very yeah. small percentage to of being able to... Yeah. He could be back it's to hard. net, going hard. backwards. He puts his foot in bond, boom, you hit him. Yeah. He goes from a 10% of score to, to 80, 90%, yeah. whatever it is. How many times, Gatano, you said yeah. when he doubt, check it out. So that's why the bar is over there. You, oh, of course. You have, you have, the re- you as a referee, you have the, you have that just 100% check yourself. Do not trust the VAR. The VAR has called you. I said, it's a penalty, okay? Even when they tell you that it's 100% it's a penalty, you are the ref. You got to go over there and you're going to double check. I don't know. And about that. Marco, come on. I mean, this is they, the result. If they tell you 100%. No, I mean. You know what's also annoying? It's annoying that we can't all agree on something. I find it very strange that we're in a football where. Tuto Sport, Gazeta Sky will say that the one on uh, that that it was the the call was a penalty kick, and Corriere will write that it it was actually it wasn't a penalty kick that it, that the goal should have counted. Like where are we in the state that the 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 rules have become so complex on involuntary voluntary that we can't even agree on a call after we're sitting here a day after and and checking it. But Marco, Atletico AC Milan, did you see what happened when when Atletico and AC Milan they played? Mike, you can just laugh as much as you want. No, I'm not laughing game, at you. I'm laughing at the situation. A penalty like that can change yeah. an entire season. No, I agree. If we went, if we yeah. came away with one point in Milan against Atletico, mm. nobody would be saying anything That's right true. now. Yeah. Okay, you are the ref. You made a, a, a questionable call, and you said, "Oh, the VAR said, oh, the VAR checked it already." Yeah. And then we watch at the bottom of the screen, VAR check ended. It's a penalty. You have to go and double check. Okay, you no, the ref. I agree with okay, that. Okay, you go and double check. It takes an extra 30 well, seconds, well, but it gives a peace of mind, I guess, at the end of the day. Why can't we just have the one that's checking be actually check it properly? I don't think the referee has to stop for every single play. If the VAR tells him the, the system should just be better where the people that are checking, usually they're referees yeah. themselves that could be rotated in, they should be good enough to see the replays and then tell the referee to come and check But it. at the end of the day, for a big thing, but for a big thing like that, it should be checked. 
But but no, why? But even but why are we that, even, so then why do we because it's a ninety-six minute gonna so, get and change the direction of the whole game? But why I do think we even have that. the guy in the booth over there checking? Then then get rid of his job and the referee's got to check every single one. I, I think I do agree. I mean, you have to check. I mean, I'm in a situation, Marco. We're talking about two, three situations on a game. I think Come just on. the bigger ones. It doesn't have to be for everyone. But I think the big moments like that one with the Milan Atletico, I think he should go over there. Take well, the extra 30 seconds. That. I'm not disagreeing that's with that. That's what I think. What I'm just saying that the guy that's checking the VAR in the back end needs to be good enough to that tell too. the referee to check. Yeah. And the referee that's on the field needs to be intelligent enough and, and you know, I understand that they see football maybe in a different way. They grew up in a different way. And, and you know, maybe a lot of them, they're, they're normal people. Maybe they don't like it. I'm sure that there's a many that don't like it. But at the end of the day, this is the tool that we have. Mm. And the biggest frustration for us becomes inconsistency. It's when you see it go one way. And I know it can't be perfect. But again, like I said with Orsato, I can I can accept a mistake. I mean, it's hard to accept a mistake. But what I'm saying is that when you double down on it and you say, oh, why would you do this? It's your fault. That's when when I lose it, and I think that's when many people get mad. And I think we're just getting to that point where we all just want this clarity. That every single episode that we're seeing right now, we want to be able to hear from the referees after the match. We want to be able to hear what they're communicating, hear what they're talking about, and it's going to happen. Eventually, I'm telling you, you will see these referees that at the end of the match, they should explain their call or explain the call no. uh, in the moment. Make it more transparent, I, though. Make it like but make it like American football that everyone knows, not just us talking amongst ourselves like, oh, he did this, no, he did this. Have a, loud, have a microphone and be like, it's a handball because the rules are this. And you explain it, give some transparency. Then the fans can at least fight I with each other. With you, Mike. But we, so we have at least a peace of mind to know what, why he called that. Mike, you know so we they know. They have a little switch over here when you watch the American football. Yeah. Then the it switch, speaks to everyone, right? Everybody said, yeah. hey, Is that so hard, though? Yeah, I know, we spoke about this. I am, but I'm just saying it'll make everyone's lives this easier, I think. I know, I know. Yeah. This is what we need. It's fine. But yes. yeah. Gaetano's looking at us like we're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great podcast thank you for everybody for being here uh, Peter's out in Los Angeles so he wasn't able to I, I mean Catching I think once race. once Inter lost the guy, the guy just yeah. he did he's like I'm not gonna he booked a plane ticket he ran out he, of time no he just he decided to stay longer because he didn't want to face the, the music uh, of tonight so the wrath the of Antonio yeah. uh, so guys thank you for everybody that was watching make sure you go support Paramount Plus link is in the description once again use our code uh, with IFTV and make sure you get Paramount. Plus. Champions League tomorrow. Yes, it is. And guys, also, guys, uh, we have today, if you're listening. And uh, new shirts we have on our site. We have the link in the description to pre-order. Only a couple more days, depending when you're watching this. It's a tricolor cultural and a beautiful blue shirt. Go check it out. And we will see you guys for the live stream coming up soon. Ciao, ragazzi. Ciao, guys.